أعوذ بالله من الشيطان العين الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء وخاتم المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا بالقاسم محمد اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد وعلى أهل بيته التيبين الطاهرين المعصومين الذين أضحب الله عنهم الرجس وطحرهم تطحيرا اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد واللانس الدائمة الباقى على عدائهم من الآن إلى قيام يوم الدين أما بعد فقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون It's amazing that we eagerly wait for the coming of the holy month of Ramadan but once we are into it and we reach to the layali al-qadr it feels like it's moving so fast. We are already into the last week of the month of Ramadan. And I would like to spend a few minutes with you thinking about this issue that what have we learned from the fasting of Ramadan? The outcome that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects from us is taqwa. At the end of the ayat that I recited where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, O oh, you who believe, fasting had been has been prescribed for you, at the end he says, which means that he says, hopefully you will acquire and maintain taqwa. Taqwa is not just doing rituals. When we talk about the issue of taqwa as righteousness or consciousness of God, it should permeate all aspects of our lives. One of the most important lessons of fasting is to control our power of anger. In the famous sermon welcoming the holy month of Ramadan, the Prophet ﷺ, in one passage he says, O people, whosoever among you improves his character, his khulq, during this month, he shall have the pass for going over the sirat, the bridge on the day of uh, judgment, when the feet shall sleep. Then he says, whoever reduces the burden of work from his subordinates or employees, Allah shall lessen his reckoning of his deeds for him on the day of judgment. And then he says, whoever prevents his evil from people, Allah shall prevent his anger from that person on the day he shall meet him. This year's Ramadan during the lockdown has been a real challenge for some families. Remember that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talks about three things number one improving our character number two reducing the burden of our employees and number three restraining our evil from others as far as the issue of improving our character our khulq is concerned and that's where you get the word akhlaq controlling our anger is an essential outcome when we talk about improving our character and this is what we should be expecting from fasting of the month of Ramadan. In a story of the life of the Prophet, we hear that there was a competition in, in Medina to find out who is the strongest person. The person who was able to lift the heaviest stone was declared as the strongest of them all. The Prophet ﷺ happened to pass by that uh, incident, that, story, uh, that, that event, and he was, when he was told what, about it, 
He said that the strongest person is the one who can control his anger and suppress it, even if the shaitan provokes him to get angry. And so this issue of ghadab, controlling the, the anger, is the most important element when it comes to the inner strength and character of a person. The Prophet also talked about kindness towards the employees. Let me share with you this story as a reminder for us from Imam Zainullah He had a slave who one day was pouring water from a kettle for him to do wudu. Those days we didn't have taps, you know, so this is where, you know, the, uh, the water was, was being uh, given from the kettle and Imam was doing the wudu. The kettle slipped from her, her hand and hit the Imam's head. Seeing the pain on the Imam's face, the slave immediately recited part of the ayat of Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises the righteous people. And one of the qualities there is وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظِ means those who suppress the anger. As soon as she recited that sentence, Imam responded by saying, I have restrained my anger. Don't worry about it. She then continued the verse and said, nas," And they pardoned the people. Imam responded by saying, I have forgiven you. Don't worry about it. This was just a mistake. Then she concludes the ayat by saying, Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen, and Allah loves the good doers. And this is where Imam says, Go, I have made you free for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this is, this is an example that when we deal with those who are subordinates and our employees, you know, not only in the month of Ramadan where we have to be extra careful and being kind towards them, in general, this should be our attitude of controlling the anger and whenever there is room for pardon, of course, you have to correct the situation and ask, you know, in, in order for them to improve, improve themselves. But wherever there is room for leniency and forgiveness, this is what you should take the chance because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you on the day of Qiyamah. It's important to realize that when we talk about this issue, it's not about only dealing with outsiders and others. In, in, for example, when we talk about the workplace or in the community. It also applies to those who are close to us. At times, people take their near ones for granted and unknowingly tend to ignore their rights. Islam actually gives great importance to the issue known as Silatul Rahm, maintaining ties with those who are related to you. Your wife or husband and children, your parents, your siblings, your other relatives, Strengthen the ties with them and be concerned for their spiritual and material well-being. So how can you improve your attitude towards your wife or husband? You know, let me uh, talk about it. You know, for example, as a husband, do you appreciate what your wife does for you at home? Have you ever thanked her for doing the small things that you take for granted? Have you expressed your love and appreciation for her? As a wife, think about it. Are you supportive of your husband in the struggles of life? After all, you are his partner in life and in this journey in this dunya. Moving on to other relatives. You know this, especially now that we come towards the end of the month of Ramadan. See if there is someone with whom you have not talked for a long time. 
Is there a relative of yours who is upset with you? Then this is the appropriate time for you to take the first and courageous step to mend that relationship. Of course, if it doesn't work, at least you would have done your part. This is an important question I get whenever we talk about Salatul Rahim, that I try but I don't see any positive response from the other side. So at least you would have done your part of, you know, fulfilling this obligation of Salatul Rahim. Remember that essence of fasting is not just refraining from food and drink. Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq narrates that once the Prophet Muhammad, heard a woman vilifying her servant, you know, using abusive language against her, while she was fasting. So, she, so the Prophet asked for food and said to her, eat. When she said, inni sa'ima, that I'm fasting. And this is where the Prophet said, كَيْفَ تَكُونِينَ صَائِمَ وَقَدْ سَبَبْتِ جَارِيَتِكَ You know, how can you be fasting while you have vilified your servant? And then he gives the general understanding, in الصَّوْمْ لَيْسَ مِنَ الطَّعَامِ وَالشَّرَابِ You know, fasting is not only refraining from food and, and drink. And this is where we have to realize that when it comes to the issue of the fasting of the month of Ramadan, we have to do more than the basics, which is the issue of refraining from food and drink. Remember, there are in the, in the spiritual literature that we have, there are three kinds of uh, and the levels of fasting uh, that the Ma'asumin have talked about. One is where you only refrain from what is, you know, uh, religious, uh, religiously from the legal point of view, forbidden during the time of fasting, refraining from food, from drink, from smoking, and certain other activities. If you do any of those, your fast would be batil. This is the, the simple level, uh, the lower level of fasting. Then there is a level above it, and this is where Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq actually talks about it. He says it's not only your, you have to refrain from food and drink, you know, your eyes, your nose, your tongue, your, your um, ears, your hands, your feet should also fast. He goes to the extent of, you know, emphasizing this point by saying that even, you know, your skin should be fasting. And it's difficult to comprehend that, but the point that Imam wants to make is that fasting is not only refraining from food and drink, you have to control your emotions, the issue of uh, anger, and also, and then, then we move on to that, and we move to the level where you are now not only fasting and also taking care of the spiritual dimension of fasting, rather you're also keeping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your mind. Remember in that khutbah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used the term where he says that when you are fasting during the month of Ramadan, you are in the ziyafa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are the guests of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he is the host. And this is where we see that, you know, there are many other issues in fasting and not just the issue of food and drink. And that should be something we should take with us and continue to improve our character even after the month of Ramadan. And this is where, uh, when we uh, talk about this issue, you know, uh, we have to try to improve not only our fasting, 
but do it in such a way that we can actually, you know, carry on the goodness which has been generated or increased within us, you know, inshallah, till the next month of Ramadan. In order to, to maintain and continue the spirit of fasting that we have gained or increased during the holy month of Ramadan, uh, we see that there, there is a recommendation in our faith that after the month of Ramadan, during the other months, it is highly recommended to fast on the first Thursday and the last Thursday of the Islamic uh, month. Also in the, in the middle, um, there is a Wednesday where it is recommended uh, to fast also. And this is where we see that these three days during the month is there to just to reconnect with the spirit of fasting of the month of Ramadan. We can use, even use it if we have missed some of the fasting before because of you know, genuine reason we want to do the qawa. It can be done in that way. But if you don't have qawa, then you do it in the, in the, in the, with the niyyat of a sunnat. But that will, you know, keep you in connection with the spirit of the taqwa that you have gained during the month of uh, Ramadan. And this is where we see that, you know, we uh, talk about the issue of fasting. One of the importance is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that for all the good things, I'm going to reward you. And the reward will be given to you through the malaika in the hereafter. But there is one thing he says, Assalamu that fasting is done for me and I myself will reward you. This is a very you know, uh, complex issue. It's not easy to understand uh, how that will be done. But the emphasis is that when you do all other good things, whether it is, you know, prayers or giving charity or going for hajj or doing any other good deed, you actually are doing some good deed. And so there is always this element of showing off the riya. And that becomes a problem as far as acceptance of the good deeds are concerned. But when it comes to fasting, you are not actually doing anything. You just have to refrain from certain things. And this is where we come to realize that you know, this is an act we, we are doing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's where we also learn this concept of doing fi sabirillah, qurbatan illallah, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because in fasting, there is no way of showing off as far as fasting is concerned. So these are some of the things that we have gone through, through in the month of Ramadan. And we should, you know, take that with us at the after the month of Ramadan so that we can sustain our level of taqwa and righteousness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our ibadat, you know, increase our tawfiqat and opportunity to, go, to do good. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his mercy on all uh, the entire humanity as far as, you know, getting eliminate, eliminating this um, negative impact of the coronavirus. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasten the appearance of the Imam Ajjalallahu ta'ala Faraj al-Sharif. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan wa fila akhirat hasana wa qina adhaban nar bi rahmatika ya rahman rahimeen.